man, you're still showing no love to the Cardinals. <laughs> I don't understand how you're showing so much love to the Cardinals. But we're live. Hey. So, Happy Halloween, Mike. Or as they call it down out in Esterville, Beggar's Night. Yeah. How'd you find that one out? Um, it came up on my Facebook feed as a friend of the show, David Hyvinga, made a comment on that post saying I've never heard it called that before. Yeah, neither have I. I, I that's weird to me, but hey, it's uh, it's apparently a thing. I don't know. Yeah, so are you planning on handing out candy this year? I think we are. Uh, I think we're going to light a bu- we're going to have a we're going to bring our fire pit out to the driveway. Uh, okay. Light a nice fire up and uh, um, have a cooler, maybe make some chili sit out there nice. and hand and throw candy at kids or something. Yeah, um we have dinner plans tonight uh, with my dad because it, it's his birthday yeah. tonight. So uh, they're coming by at 5 but uh, to pick us up, and we're going to go out to uh, Restrelli's out in Clinton. Nice. Uh, but um, how? But trick-or-treating starts at 4.30, so I think I'm going to like put a TV tray out in the driveway and uh, with a bowl of our, our candy that we're going to pass out, and then I will just sit closer to the garage just to kind of say just for the half hour to be, be neighborly and participate uh but also then just bring it in but um so yeah yeah so mike what do we got what 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 are you planning on handing out this year i mean the the ultimate halloween candy reese's peanut butter cups is that the only thing or do you have a variety bag uh we might have gotten a secondary variety bag but Mm -hmm. we got peanut butter cups as our main thing Okay, yeah, we. I went with the. I'm going with regular and peanut M and M's. Those are good bag. too. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we'll we'll start off the show saying happy birthday, Mark. We'll uh, we'll also end the show that way probably because we normally end the show with the our birthday wishes and all that. Um, but Rich, speaking of a show, we do have a show to do. We have lots of sports to talk about. Um, we do. So, um, we, the MLB uh, is done for the season, but that does not mean that the NBA or the I'm sorry, the yeah, did I say MLB? You did. Okay, you, you did good. say MLB. That's what I meant. Uh, but that does not mean that the MLB uh, news is done for the year, as uh, we have some coaches to talk or some managers to talk about. Uh, we also uh, plan to go to NASCAR and make some left turns. Rich, what else yeah. do we got on the docket? Um, and then we'll be going to the gridiron. We'll give you our pick to win in the Big Ten this week, and uh, and also go and look at the NFL as well. Yeah. And um, probably within the MLB, some moves that the Cubs had to do, some tough decisions that the Cubs made this week as well. Yeah. As uh, a fan favorite, may not be back next year. Find yeah. out all that and more on this week's show. Let me make sure I have everything ready for this. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay, and we're back. So, Rich, uh, first things first. Like always, we had a poll question. We did. How'd we do? Um, 
We had a total of nine votes for our kid-friendly movies. Uh, before we get into that, we'll mention the comment that was made on the poll or on one of the posts that got shared that uh, my buddy Mark Johansson put Field of Dreams, League of Their Own, um, The Natural, and I think one other one. And as we told you on the show this week, last week, this week's poll was just on kid-friendly or kid movies. Um, so your choices were The Sandlot, Rookie of the Year, Little Big League, Angels in the Outfield, and The Bad News Bears. Um, Mike, we, we know where you went, so but go ahead and make it. But what was your official vote? I mean, the greatest, uh, the greatest baseball movie of all time anyway, The Sandlot. Okay. Uh, I'll give you that. It is a great movie. It's It's not one of my favorite baseball movies, but it's a great movie. We do own it. Um, I went with Little Big League from that from that movie, uh, mostly because I mean it's the story of I mean a kid inheriting the Minnesota Twins from his from his grandpa, and he doesn't like the direction the team is going, so he makes himself the coach. And uh, being yeah. the the smaller guy and kind of like the nerdy kid, that kind of was me. I, I would have loved to have coached a major league baseball team, so that's. So that's why I went with that movie instead. Yeah, I like that movie too. Um, uh, Rookie of the Year is also one of those that uh, that's a great one. Um, mm -hmm. Both of them. Well, the favorite thing about Little Big League, the kid knows baseball so well, he mm -hmm. actually is able to um, to give uh, random rules that most people don't know about and uh, ha help his team use those rules to his advantage. Like yeah. the fact that uh, stealing uh, a base after a walk, immediately mm -hmm. upon a walk, is not an illegal thing. Yeah, and the hidden ball trick. And the hidden pulling ball off trick. Pulling yeah. hidden ball trick. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a fun movie. Um, it, it, I don't know. It's one of mine. And uh, I mean, the thing about Rookie of the Year, anytime that that guy, I don't remember his name by now. Henry Roland Valenbuegel. Exactly. Yeah, he he recognized for that movie whenever he goes to Rosenbaum. whenever he goes to to Wrigley Field, people yeah. still tell him, "Hey, Roland Gardner, you suck." <laughs> yeah, um, great movie. I totally am glad that like that movie totally deserves it. A movie that didn't get any votes. It makes me kind of sad. I thought about changing mm -hmm. my vote this week just because this movie didn't get any votes. Angels in the outfield. Yeah. Angels in the outfield, yeah. I mean, the little kid just wants to be with his dad. <laughs> and so the angels help win the pennant. But uh, apparently the angels are not allowed to, to help uh, help in championship games. Didn't know that. No, I don't know. And the bad news bears. Um, I, I Honestly, I, I don't think I've seen the Walter Matthau version. I've only seen... Billy Bob Thornton's version. I've seen neither of them. Really? Yeah. Okay. They've never been ones that were on my radar, so yeah, never, never got into those. But uh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Sandlot wins, moves on. Um, are we taking two, or are we just taking one? Uh, no, no, no. We're, we're only going one because okay. now we're going to go to. Uh, so, Mike, I put drama on the outline. So, do you want to go dramas or do you want to go comedies for next week? Um, the poll has not been made yet. Let's go dramas. Okay, so dramas will have Field of Dreams, The Natural, 
42, Moneyball and Trouble with the Curb. Um, are you are you putting Bull Durham in comedies? I am. Okay. It has some comedy aspects. I was kind okay. of torn on where to go with Bull Durham and League of Their Own, so I went with I chose to put those in the comedy category okay. instead. Uh, to give them a little bit of a chance, because we know which one's going to win this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm okay with that. Um, so that poll will go live shortly after we get off the air. So let's yep. keep talking baseball, Mike. Um, you're up to three lunches now. I or, am. Or a combination of a lunch for you and maybe a meal where I'm buying both your and your wife's uh, meal that for that for that seating. Yep. But um, the Dodgers won in six. You originally said, yeah, they're going to win it in. They're, they're going to win it in five. It went six. No. I thought it would go no. seven. No, what I said was they're going to win it in six. I think they're going to win it in six, but I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled it off in five. Okay, fair enough. So I got I got both of them right. Dodgers okay. in six. Okay, so let's let's take a look at it from the Dodgers side. Then yeah. we'll go to the Rays side. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a great game. The whole series was great a good series. series. Yeah, um, they the bats the bats were active when they needed to be. Um, the pitching, hey, you know, apparently uh, we you and I upset uh, upset Kershaw enough that he had to prove to us that he can actually pitch in the World Series because mm-hmm. he showed up this week or he showed up last week. Yep, like five strong innings, like, five strong innings. Honestly, um, we. We were looking at it, and I, I have no other explanation than he watched our uh, podcast last week and said, "I got to prove these guys wrong." Because, man, he came out and he he, he had determination. So uh, that was exciting. Um, honestly, um, I think Mookie probably deserved the uh, the the uh, MVP, but. Uh, but that's okay. Um, we don't always get that. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, next. I mean, it was a great. They they all played great. And uh, you know how do you how do you pick out of all those guys? They all did a great job. How do you pick who deserved it? Um, but uh, yeah. So Rich dropped off. I don't know what happened there. So I'm trying to get him back. Uh, hopefully we can. Um, I'm wondering if his computer just reset. So, uh, yeah. Um, when we take a look at the the uh, the the race side, um, I think analytics got a, got the best of them. They let the number they they played the numbers game. They they did things that that they forced, and they uh, they required their manager to do things that I don't think. Um, was a good idea, and so because of that, they uh, they lost out, and um, yeah, um, I mean you got a pitcher pitching that well in a game in a decisive game, in a decisive game, um, you you got to do something about it, and uh, they didn't, and. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know 
what to uh, what's what's to come on that. Um, okay, Rich is saying stop it. I don't know if he's saying stop the show or stop uh, calling him, but. Uh, Um, so I think we're going to stop the show. We'll start it up. We just got into it. So I think we're going to stop the show. Um, oh, Rich said, stop calling. He's going to call me. Okay. Hopefully that works. Um, so, uh, we'll get Rich back. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a hard call. Um, you know that it came from upstairs. You know that it comes from the numbers. Um, the other side of that is, uh, you know, is it is, is this the, the proof that analytics shouldn't run the game like it does? Um, should we start looking at moving towards letting managers have their say again? Which, if you look at the managers that have been picked up, a lot of those managers uh, are guys that are are not um, analytics guys. So, um, so because of that, hey, you're back, Rich. Because these guys aren't analytics guys, uh, is is this World Series the proof that analytics is not the end all be all? Rich, what do you think? I, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's hard. I I don't. I think he, that he probably had more to lose by by sticking with the numbers and making the pitch, pitching change than than staying with him because I, I think there would have at least been less criticism of him if he kept him in the game. As you have the defense of you know what he he'd been dealing I couldn't take him out even though we have one of the best bullpens even though they have one of the best bullpens in the league this year. Yeah, but they've I, mean, been... I think the bigger issue was that he chose the wrong guy, not that he replaced him. Okay, but but let's look at this. They had been writing the backs of that bullpen for a month now, for a month mm-hmm. straight. Like, yep, they have had none of most of these guys haven't had rest. They're dealing with all this craziness of the bubble or the secure zone or whatever they're calling it, which apparently wasn't that secure. We'll get into that in a moment, but. How do you how do you um, how do you make that call when you know your guys are spent? That's that's what's hard for me. It it's just has it come down to it just mainly comes down to organizational philosophy. They yeah. hadn't let they hadn't let their pitchers all year go through the lineup a third time. Yeah, that seems to be that 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 was their organizational philosophy. So whether they were leading. Six to nothing, and the guy was guy had less than six seventy pitches like Snell had, or they were just at, or or behind or up just one to nothing. That probably that move was probably going to be made regardless. Yeah, but I think Snell had better. Like I think Snell could have done could have gone at least another one or two innings. Um, but exactly, I I think he could too. But you know what? I think that if he had kept him in. You know what? More than likely, Cash would have gotten criticized for that too, saying, "Hey, you know the numbers. This guy's ERA shoots up to seven when he faces the lineup the third time through. Why didn't you pull him out?" Do you wonder if that's a, do you wonder if part of that is is due to 
the fact that they don't let him get through to the lineup the third time. And so the first, maybe the first and maybe. second time, um, like when he when they finally do get to him, it's normally in the middle to late part of the game where um, where players are are starting to get their stride. Even even if it's not like here's my thing, players get their get get into the swing of things in that fourth, fifth, sixth inning. That's when the batters like if you look at the numbers in general, that's when the batters start to wake up. That's when the batters start feel like their swing starts feeling good. Um, so they they start to that's when scoring goes up just in general. Mm-hmm. And so if you're so the numbers will tell you that uh, his his ERA goes up to seven I think it's seven two four or something like that uh, the third time through um, or or six six is it six six four or is it I don't uh, know. it doesn't matter if it was a high ERA right high ERA so the numbers tell you that but do they tell you why that's one of the things that I think um, baseball is forgetting in a lot of numbers with with numbers in general. Um, they're just looking at the numbers as raw data and they're interpreting it to mean, well, if his ERA goes up here, then that's the problem. Maybe that's not, maybe that's not why. Maybe it's because how many times has he gotten to do that in the, in this year? Yeah. The other question you got to consider, what was the pitch count in those games where he was allowed to go face the order the third time? Right. I mean, he was only at 75 pitches. Right. I think he had at least one more inning in him. I think that I totally at least agree. he should have been he should have been allowed to finish the inning. There was only there was already one out, so it isn't like he he had, had he had allowed a random walk and then a base hit with nobody out. Yeah. There was one out. Yeah. And and honestly, um I just I have a hard time with it. So back to my question. Mm-hmm. Um with these new these new managers being hired, which we're getting and we're starting to look at, um both in Chicago, and I would even say a little bit in Detroit. These are guys, A.J. Hanish is a little bit of a numbers guy, but he also is a feel guy. He's kind of that, I would call him the hybrid guy. He works with the analytics, but he also has a feel for the game. Uh, Tony La Russa, 100% feel for the game. Get those numbers out of here. I'm my own computer type guy. Uh, so honestly, I think he, I think these two hires are kind of go against the analytics side of things. I don't think so. I think um, I think Hinch, I think the Hinch hire is a little bit more on the analytical side, or at least he's open to the idea. I think the Larusa hiring though is is more about. And I think we lost you again, Rich. Um. I will wait to see when Rich gets back to me uh, what he thinks the Larusa side is all about. Um, hire is all about, uh, and and we'll figure it out uh, from there. Um. So yeah, I, honestly, I like Larusa going back to Chicago. But it's been 34 years since he's been there. Now, none of the players, and probably half the staff, aren't even above 34. Like, he hasn't been there since I was one years old, people. Like, let's look at that. 
the last time he was he was manager there, I was in diapers. So, you know, to have a guy that, uh, I mean, most of these guys are going to look at him like, yeah, but coach, I got to hit this angle. I got to do this. Tony's going to be, Tony is 100% a feel guy. Um, he's good for the, I, I think, where I would say the Larusa thing is, he's good for the rebuild. He's good for confidence building. Um, he's not the Joe Madden type that's going to be like, well, we're going to, um, we're going to pull it in and we're going to have 100%, we're going to do it this way or that way. Um, it's not one of those things that, uh, that I think, um, hey, there you are. Works better. Um, but as I was saying before I got cut off, I think that the LaRusa hiring is more about, more about Jerry Reinsdorf wanting to correct a mistake that he made or he let his general manager make back in the 80s. Yeah, I don't know about I, that. I would have gone with Hinch. I probably... I don't know. So, is Hinch damaged goods, though? I don't think so. Are you afraid if you are... I mean, Hinch has already proven that he can't handle the locker room. And so, is that going to be a problem for him? Or... Um, do you think he, he can pull the locker room back in? Uh, things that we'll have to see as the year comes up um, and see what they do. Uh, then, uh, Rich, you want to share that news about the Chicago Cubs and what they have going on um, before we move off the, the diamond and move into the NASCAR corner? Yeah, well, uh, John Lester's uh, option got declined. Yeah. Um, with job with his current status of his how good he is at his age, probably would be really overpaid, making twenty one or twenty two million dollars. I thought it was twenty five on the last year. It might have been twenty five. It was it's... something somewhere between that twenty and twenty five. Yeah. Is he a twenty twenty five million dollar pitcher? No, and I think he understands that too. Um, but on the good side, they did pick up Anthony Rizzo's option, so yeah. he'll be coming back. Um, but. A nice gesture, though, by Johnny. Okay. The, the first middle Miller light at these, like, five bars. Just tell him to put it on John's tab. The first one's on me. So good on Johnny, though. Okay. Um, so, yeah, sad to see him go, but honestly, I'm surprised. And I'm, I'm, I'll be surprised if he actually gets picked up this year. Uh, personally. But, he'll be back. He'll be back. It's just whether it's going to be with the Cubs or not. They're still. They're not. You, the Cubs didn't necessarily let him go and not resign him. They just chose not to be paying him twenty to twenty-five million dollars a year to yeah. pitch on the last year of his contract. That's all. Yeah, we'll see if they get some negotiations in there. So uh, move from turning left on the diamond to turning left in our cars as we head into the NASCAR corner. Rich, how did we do last week? All right, so the the Auto Trader 500 down at Dallas was won by Kyle Busch, who was my non-playoff driver, so I picked up two points for that. Speaking of that race, took him till, what, Wednesday? Yeah, a lot of rain, a lot of weather weather delays. I was yeah. kind of surprised. I was kind of almost 
was kind of surprised that they didn't move back this race to maybe Monday instead of having the Sunday start too. Um, they did plenty of those Wednesday, Wednesday Sunday races in the regular season. I don't. You know what? Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. I'll give you that one, Mike. So. Yeah, you're right. Um, your playoff driver though uh, was Kevin Harvick, and he came in 16th, which was higher than my pick of Chase Elliott. So you do, so you do pick up a point there. And your pick of Jimmy Johnson came in 36, though, Mike. Yeah, I think that man's. It, it's a good thing he's retiring. Um, this week uh, we're going to be at Martinsville, the paperclip, as uh, we go to the Xfinity 500. Rich, uh, you have honors. So who is your playoff driver this week? You know, my playoff driver is the guy that I'm hoping can make it into the championship four and win in Phoenix. So he's going to need a win, I think, or at least a very high finish if he's going to be able to jump over Brad Keselowski for that final spot. So I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. Yeah, I'm going to go with with uh, one of the guys. Man, all sorts of problems this week. Oh, it reconnected. It says that it reconnected. So let me see if we're still showing live. And if so, we'll keep going. Sorry, folks. Um, are we still good? I think it's. I think we're live. It looks like we're live. Are we live? Do you want to delete this and start it over again? No. The joys of technology, folks. The joys of technology. Yeah, we're live. Okay, we're still good. Okay, sorry, folks. So yeah, so, so you're so you're going with uh, Martin. So you're going with Matt DiBenedetto on the non-playoff driver for a non-playoff driver. Who's your playoff driver pick, Mike? Uh, Martin Truex Jr. A, a nice pick. He's the other guy I really liked this week and thought about picking for this one, but I, I know Chase Elliott needs a win. So I'm going to go with the guy that I'm going to be rooting to get the win so he can make it into the championship for. Uh, for my playoff non-playoff driver, I'm going to go with Clint Boyer. I'm hoping he can win one more grandfather clock before he calls it a career and goes up to the broadcast. Yeah, I like Clint Boyer a lot. It'll be good to see him uh, every week up in the booth. Um, and then uh, the last bit of NASCAR news, Kyle Larson's coming back. Uh, I think when I was reading about it, uh, it's one of uh, Hendrix's original cars when he got into the NASCAR world. He's bringing that back, and the 88 will be temporarily retired. Yeah, I the guess, number uh, with Kyle with uh, Bowman moving to the 48. Um, the number five car was a was the pinnacle car. It was the top car in the Hendrix stable when uh, back in the nine early 80 or late 80s, early 90s. So good to see uh, Kyle coming back. Hopefully he doesn't screw it up, and uh, I I suspect we're gonna see some sort of him making amends with uh, with Bubba Wallace and and kind of like trying to show that they're burying the hatchet about the whole ordeal. Um, he was not was his was his comment directed at Bubba Wallace? It was not, but they're gonna use they're gonna use the the one black driver to kind of show that we can grow past these things and that's just my feeling i know that that's okay i think that's where nascar is going to go with it um okay uh big 10 
And uh, but one more thing. Um, oh yeah, you were right with the Bubba Wallace news that he would be driving a Toyota. Yep, that was revealed this week as well that it's going to be a Toyota. They yep. have not announced officially who the sponsors were going to be, but it doesn't. But it doesn't look like it. It's going to be Jordan pushing his brand. So I don't know if you'll see a big Jumpman logo on, as on his on the hood of the car. Yeah, it'll probably be somewhere on the car, but I don't know if there'll be a main sponsor. I think I think it'll mm-hmm. be, depend on the races and stuff, and and see how that goes. Um, so yeah. Ready to leave the NASCAR quarter and head into the gridiron for Big Ten football? Yeah, sure, yeah. And uh, what? Wow, we really got those picks wrong last week, Mike. Yeah, I don't understand how Rutgers shows up and actually wins a game. Uh, they were being touted as the worst worst football team in the Big Ten, and mm-hmm. probably going to lose the entire, not going to win a game this year. And lo and behold, they come and pull an, a huge upset. Uh, over Michigan State, who is considered one of the bi- better teams in the Big Ten. So uh, kind of scaring me away from picking them. But, uh, Rich, how did your pick do? Um, my pick of Penn State lost in overtime to Indiana 36-35. to So this week, um, seems how you went to overtime and my team just flat out lost. Mm-hmm. Um, who are you going to pick this week, Rich? Well, I, I can't. I'm I'm going to go Indiana. Okay. I'm going to go Indiana as my pick to win. I'm a little too scared to pick against Rutgers at this point. Uh, so I'm going to pick Ohio State in a game that I think is actually going to be a, a scarier game uh, as they're going against Penn State this week. So mm. watch out, watch those games. Uh, on the, Look for them on your local listings. I don't have where they're supposed to be. Uh, Big Ten Network or some one of your local Fox stations or one of those. You, I'm sure you'll find it if you need to. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, other big news to come out of college football this week is that uh, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence is going to be missing the, yeah. this week, possibly next week, due to a COVID diagnosis. Yep. And the other side, um, speaking of COVID, uh, Wisconsin has yeah. to, uh, had Wisconsin. to shut down their program. Uh, for a time, we don't know how long it's going to look, um, but they're going to get uh, they're going to be out for a couple weeks or for for at least a week. Um, and if they're not back by next week, uh, that makes them ineligible for the championship weekend, according to the Big Ten. So they wouldn't even be allowed to be in the Big Ten championship. Nope, you have to play wow. six, minimum of six games. Now they can change the rules, which you know I think if if we see more COVID issues, uh, you might see the rules change a bit. But as of right now, they have to play the rest of their games because you're only a, you you have to play a minimum of six games in order to uh, to play the championship. So I guess you have two games you could lose theoretically. You could miss two games. So yeah. So so what do you think of the news of Nebraska trying to schedule? a game for this week and go outside of the conference. Nebraska's been trying to Nebraska's been threatening to leave the conference and do all these crazy things to to get over it. They're the they're they're a they're they they were the top of the Pac uh, was it the Pac-12 or the Big 12? They were in the Big 12 in the yeah. 90s. And they were always the top of that that field and I think they kind of are regretting joining the Big 10. Yes, it puts them on a bit slightly bigger scale because the Big 10 is better known and it's it tends to have 
better teams at the top, but it also means that Nebraska no longer is the top dog. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, they, it, it gets them on a bigger scale, or at least because they have TV coverage outside of Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, it gets them out of that coverage, but it also, um, I mean, it, they they end up talking, they end up being on talks all week and stuff and, and does that. Uh, it helps, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not surprised, but I think the Big Ten is, is right in saying, we're we're keeping it in Big Ten only, and so because we're keeping it in Big Ten only, you gotta you gotta let it go. And no, Nebraska, you can't run away from us. Uh, yeah, I mean, but from one story that I heard that when they were also doing that to as a way to, all right, maybe if we get a COVID game canceled, maybe that that get, that's going to give us the opportunity to help us to schedule a game so we can still be in the conversation for the national championship as well. If we need to schedule that game, yeah. So a lot to talk. So it goes about. both ways. I, I don't blame the Big Ten for saying no. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's going to change. If it's like Ohio State's opponent, if if Ohio State has an opponent that they have to face, and it's going to cost them a game. Um, yeah, a team that has a little bit more history with the Big Ten and has a bigger picture. Well, a rep- has a better chance of representing. The Big Ten in a championship I mean, war game. At this point, they're the number three team in the nation. So, if they come out and they are the team to beat, like, I don't know. I totally think um, they're going to bend and, and break on that. So, um, let's move out of Big Ten slash college football and move into the NFL. Um, so, how did we do last week, Rich? with our picks you know what mike we actually i think for the first time this week this year we both got upsets and lock as your lock of the week the saints beat the panthers 27 to 24 was a close game but they still won and my pick of the chargers beat the jaguars 39 to 29 although that was really a big shootout of the score going back and forth in the second half uh but justin herbert's bolts uh, came out on top, uh, so that makes our locks of the week. You're now six and one. I must be five and two. I think I have it the other way around. Yep. Um, uh, upset sides. Your upset pick by our staff. That big of a win for the football team. Yeah, they. I mean, man. I. Is Dallas on fire or what? Man, I know they're down to their third string quarterback this week, Mike. Yeah. Um, Seventh round draft pick, Ben DiNucci. Yeah, we'll get into our thoughts on on where they rank up when we get to the power rankings. Mm -hmm. But first, we have uh, week eight. And in week eight, lock of the week, Rich, I'll let you take the first pick. Okay. Uh, Before I give my lock of the week, Thursday night football. Oh, yeah. Um, I got that one right as the Falcons won 25-17 to 17 over the Panthers in I don't, Carolina. I don't understand how that one happened. Uh, both teams are, I mean, man, it, once you get past 10 almost in the, in the uh, top 10 on the power rankings, it kind of drops off the face of the earth. It does. There's a lot of 500 teams, a lot of losing teams right now Yeah, it's, with the way that we have them ranked, yes. 
yeah, it it ends up being some dumpster fires once you get past ten. I don't even think you get to. I think you you don't even get to fifteen before you're starting to be like, well, who's less bad in this team? Man, that mm-hmm. sucks. Um, yeah. So, um, but getting back on track here, my lock of the week. I haven't picked on this team yet this year. I think you've picked them. You've you've picked them once to win, once to lose. So, but there's no way they have a chance in this game. And I'm going Chiefs over the Jets. Yeah, um, I think the only way for this to happen is there be a pile up of cars uh, as because the, <laughs> they're in Kansas City too, aren't they? Um, I thought the game was in New York. Is it in New York? Hang on, I got it right So are you saying a traffic jam is going to cause the Chiefs yeah. bus to get delayed? Yeah. Or, or at least one of the buses to get delayed? Yeah. The the bus that has Patrick Mahomes, all of the, the receivers and all that, they're in one bus. They get like they get in a car accident, and they can't get to the game at all. Um, and no, uh, Nope, I'm sorry. I was wrong. The game's in Kansas City. Okay, so all of their cars <laughs> have to, like, the, the battery, all of their starters' batteries have to, like, blow up and, like, nobody in town is open, like, because Halloween night or, I don't, I don't know. Either way, the the likelihood that Kansas City loses this game is near impossible. Um, even if it's a trap game, I still think that uh, the Jets are so terrible that uh, even in a trap game that Kansas mm-hmm. City still beats them. Um, I picked... Tennessee over Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Burrow looks good, but man, they don't have they don't have a defense for the life of them. Uh, and Tennessee's just going to run, literally run all over that defense. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I I like that pick as well. I mean, it doesn't necessarily just have to be Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill is still playing good. It wasn't a one year wonder for him. Yeah, when he led the team to uh to an unexpected run all the way to the AFC Championship game where they lost to Mahomes and the Chiefs. But folks, you. We're, these are our locks, but let's look at some other uh, some other lopsided games in this. Um, Buffalo versus New England, uh, that's hugely lopsided and probably mm-hmm. rightfully so. Um, the only thing that makes me gives me reason that I didn't pick it is: Do you trust that Bill Belichick will not do something, even cheat, in order not to lose three games in a row? I don't know about the cheat, but I mean, he cheats all the time. Minnesota. Yeah. I was tempted to pick the Vikings for my lot for my upset pick though. Yeah. I think that they even a one and six team, two and two and five team can get up for a big division rival and that's, division rivalry game. Again, the, that's the reason why neither one of us picked it. Um uh, how about how about the other New York team? Tampa Bay going up to New York to play the Giants. Yeah, much like much like the tennis, much like the Jets Chiefs game. That's that's just unfair. <laughs> that's like you you got to tie Tom Brady's hand behind his back and blindfold him, and I still think they win that game. Yeah, um, but yeah, are are you surprised that NBC didn't flex out of the Eagles Cowboys game to get a better game in there? No. No. Okay. Why not? Um, so why do you why do you why do you have football on your on your station? To get viewers. And 
what is good or bad, what is one team that always brings viewers to the to the table? The Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Now, add on top of it that it's a, uh, a rivalry game, a divisional rivalry game. And what do you Against got? two really bad teams this year. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Cowboys fans are going to show up. So if nothing more, you get the, what, 100 million Cowboy fans in the U.S. to watch? Yeah. I, I, I don't know, Mike. I, I'm sorry. I think they could have gotten, they could have pulled similar, if not better, numbers by pulling in the Ravens Steelers game, or or even the the Seahawks 49ers game. Yeah, I think the the Ravens Steelers would have been a much better game to go with, um, if they if they could have. Again, it's all contract related and all that. But um, yeah, I mean, do you? But do you want to? Do you want to blow it? I mean, you're still going to get a good number of viewers. You're still going to get. People are still going to show up for the game, not show up, but you know, it's still. Mm -hmm. It's also the only game in town, and production value wise, NBC puts on the best show, um, which is why I think either way, it's still going to be a great game uh, to watch because um, Al and and Chris are going to make it a great game to watch, whether or not it is a good game. Um, so yeah. All right, Mike. I, I so think, who do you like as your upset of the week, Mike? So. Part of this is a Homer uh, is is Homer mentality, but but part of this is um, a team that I think is better. It's they're better than their their five and two record shows, which that's still a pretty good record. Let's 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 be honest with it. Um, the Bears over New Orleans. All right, I'll give that one to you. Yes, they. they the Bears are have a much better record than what we saw, what we thought they would do so, at the very beginning. So, and what does the Bears have that they're great at this year as much as any other year? A pass rush. They have one of the greatest pass rushes out there. So, honestly, I'm, I would not be surprised if the Bears come out victorious this game. Uh, they're going to they're gonna shake up uh, New Orleans. They're going to hurt them, make them make, – uh, Make Drew Brees think retirement might not be the worst idea. I'll put it in there. That's my upset of the week. Rich, who you got? Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Dolphins over the Rams. It's oh. a, I, I, I'm buying in the Tua time. I'm hoping he has a great game, mostly mostly because I picked him up to be my clip to put into the Superflex with Kyler Murray on by this week for me on the fantasy side. And, I mean, there's no tape on the guy. He didn't play his senior year at Alabama. And yeah, um, I I don't know about that pick. Here's why: uh, you got a you got a rookie coming in. You have a team that is already garbage, who's traded half their team away. They've made it fairly obvious that they're looking to get to us some more weapons in order to either a protect him or b. Um, give him something that he's gonna give him guys to throw to. So honestly, I don't think that that uh, Miami's really gonna be that that competitive in this game. I like it as a bold prediction. Um, I like the concept of Tua coming in and, and making this happen. But again, is Tua gonna be the guy to do it? Um, I don't know. Those Rams look really good. Uh, Rich, sorry for cutting you off, but you were getting a little glitchy there. That's why. 
when I cut you right. off sometimes. That's, that's what, fine. That's what's going on. But I don't know. I mean, the only other upsets I really saw in the docket that I felt, I mean, I didn't feel confident enough with the Vikings going into Green Bay and getting a win. And I, I, I don't know. Cleveland I don't know what Vegas? could happen in the Detroit Indy game. What about Cleveland Vegas? Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, I think the only other game to, to really to really pick would be uh, Pittsburgh Baltimore, but that game is going to be too close to call. Uh, exactly, so that's too close. That that was too close to be a fifty fifty split in yeah. my mind. So we're, that's why I chose not to pick that as an upset. So Thursday night, um, we head to is it in San Francisco or is it in the? Uh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, we go out to the Bay City for Green Bay versus San Francisco. Mm, that's a tough pick, Mike. It's a tough pick. Um, I, I, as an analyst, I have to look at it as an analyst. And, you know, sometimes I admit the Bears one is probably me looking at it more as a fan than an analyst. But this one I got to look at it as an analyst. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is on fire. He's he's put that team on his back. He is carrying it beyond belief. Uh, how do you argue against it? Um, the only argument, the biggest argument is um, that – uh, Green Bay coming from uh, Green Bay coming from the the Central Time Zone going out to, to California kind of hurts. But uh, Rich, who you picking? I'm gonna go with the Niners. They're, they're the home team. I, I although it's it's tough. It's a tough matchup to pick. Yeah. Um, the other side of that is Green Bay or San Francisco has been beat up, but it looks like they should be at full strength for that game or pretty close to. Um, and so, yeah. So we'll close out of that. We'll close out of that. We'll close out of that. And we're still doing good there. We don't need that. Okay, so we're into the power rankings. Yes, lift the power rankings. Yep. So um, we pull them up and... Okay, Rich. Um, one and two are pretty much deadlocked. Yep. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh and Kansas City in that order. Um, yeah, that's not a hard pick to, to look at there. Uh, Pittsburgh still being undefeated, looking like, like this is the uh, – this is the the Big Ben comeback tour. Um, honestly, if he doesn't get comeback player of the year, I don't know who does who else deserves it anymore. Uh, so yeah, looking like a great team. Um, facing this is going to probably be their toughest game that, so far this year. I would say. Uh, mm -hmm. I I like. I don't know. Last week's game was pretty tough on them too against Tennessee. Uh, they got these two rough games. But, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh's looking good. Uh, Kansas City also looking really good. I mean, man, and honestly, looking forward to this week's game, you kind of just say they win. I mean, it's it's over at that point. Um, but three is where we have some disagreements, Rich. Yeah. Who, who'd you put in your number three slot, Mike? Tennessee Titans. Yep. It's a fair pick. I, I maybe maybe a little bit of a homer pick, but I, I stuck with Seattle at number three. Yeah, um, but your number four uh, comes right back and says, "I'm trying to put things in order." So what does it say, Mike? Well, your number four on here says that it's 
Tennessee. Yep. Okay. And my number four is Baltimore Ravens, uh, as I think that they they look like a really good team, and and I I think this week we're gonna see we might see them drop a little bit, but we'll see how they look against Big Ben and the and the uh, and the Steelers. Uh, and then your number four, you did, and then number five, uh, I have Seattle. I put the Packers. Yeah, I put them in number six. So not a bad. Again, we're still doing pretty good. Um, yeah. Number seven. I went with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I can't do that. I uh, I got to go with the Buffalo Bills. Um, okay. Buffalo, they've just I been playing. The I put the Bills at number nine. So You did. Um, number eight, I have the Chicago Bears. I went with the L.A. Rams. Yeah, I... Um, and you have the Rams down at 12. I do have them down at 12, but we'll get that there in a second. Um, number nine. Number nine is where I went with the Bills. You went with the Browns at I number nine. I did go with the Browns at number nine. Okay. Uh, number 10. Um, I put the Arizona Cardinals, who you really who I mean this is the one where we're still disagreeing on is you have them all the way down at 20 you, you are who your record says you are okay that, that's fair you are I, who I you like the victories you... I like the victories that they have and I think I like I like them better than the other teams that are at, that have the same record um so I put the Vegas Raiders there. Uh, number 11, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number 12, I have the L.A. Rams. Um, so, uh, And my, my top 12 rounded out with the Bears and the Browns. Okay. So, um, yeah, and then after that, we're pretty close on most things. Um, you want to go all the way to 15 where we have our first actual, well, our, our next actual agreement. Which is, yeah, uh, the Colts. Yeah, the Colts is 15. Uh, at 13, I have the Saints. You have them at 14. Not a big surprise. So you have at 13? Uh, the Raiders. Yep. Um, and then we said your 14 is New Orleans. I have San Francisco there. Both of us. Yep. And that rounds out the 15. Once you get past 20, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I think, yeah, the bottom, the bottom, what, 11 teams? One through or twenty one through thirty two. Uh, we basically have all the same teams there. Honestly, those are you could light that from from twenty one on down. You could light that whole thing on fire, and none of those teams like the we 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 said the for the Patriots to have a chance at getting to the playoffs. But honestly, they look like a dumpster fire. Everybody past 21, I don't even think has a chance. Um, but we're going to see one of those teams in the bot- between 21 and 32 make the playoffs. Yes, and not only make the playoffs, but get a home playoff game. Yeah, how terrible because is Because they play in the East. The NFC least, and it's just garbage. Like, I, I mean, I still think the Cowboys would be a better team if they weren't down to if they still had Dak Prescott under center. Yeah. But 
but the thing is, the injuries aren't just to Dak Prescott. Yeah. That, that offensive line has come down with some injuries this year. And so I don't think you can lay total blame on Carthy not being the right coach for that team. But at the same time, I never thought that Andy Dalton would be that bad. Yeah. Any way you slice it, those teams are terrible. Those teams. So, um, out of that, I guess, no, is I, I'm in, well, you have Philadelphia at 23. I have them at 19 because at this point, I think they're going to be the ones that, like, looking at how teams are playing, Philadelphia is going to win the e- least, right? Mm-hmm. But I probably will move them up this week and so if they win. If they're going to win the least, the worst, the best I can do is put them at 19. I don't even think they deserve that spot, but um, but yeah, I just oh, everything else is a dumpster fire. I don't even like. I mean, even from 15, like the Colts, they look eh, okay. But other than the Colts, like anybody from 15 down, do you feel confident in any of them? And I think the answer is going to be no here. Yeah, if somebody from 15 or down sneaks into the playoffs as a wild card, or in the case of the folks out in the East, uh, the division winner, they're not making it out of the first round. Yeah, the 50 from, I mean, even the Colts, I don't even think have a real good chance of making. Uh, making a first round win. So, yeah, it's going to be it's it's rough. Uh, the top half of the NFL is looks great. Not even the top half. The top quarter looks great. The middle quarter looks okay-ish, and then the bottom half looks dumpster fire. Let's let's see who can lose the most games so we can uh, get the top playoff spot, which. Honestly, it looks like the Jets are going to do it. Like, I don't know how they're not going to do it at this point. Mm. So, um, Rich, uh, final thoughts before we sign off? Any? Um, do, you, do you have any sports thoughts before we go into the birthday wishes? No, not, not really. Okay. Folks, uh, I want to say, um, honestly, uh, it's it's still good to have sports back. Like, I really appreciate it. I'm really happy about it. It other more than just giving us something to talk about. Uh, I will see you next week in studio. Um, and, uh, Rich, you get the final couple seconds to do that happy birthday thing that you got to do. Yeah, happy birthday, Dad. Uh, looking forward to getting together with you tonight uh, for some uh, Restrelli's Pizza up in Clinton. And, um, and also, folks, uh, if you're going out trick-or-treating, be safe. Still keep in mind these social social distancing things and uh and also folks if you haven't already done so make sure to go out and vote on tuesday yeah um one final thing before we leave i guess i should probably mention this on the show i'm gonna be a daddy (laughs) congratulations mike yeah so uh my wife is pregnant we're excited uh, looking forward to it. Um, can't wait for to to get to hold the little guy myself, but uh, guy or gal, we're, we don't know yet. We do plan on finding out. Uh, but folks, thanks for joining us. Thanks for bearing with all the uh, um, the craziness going on for the show, and uh, we'll see you next week. Hey, hey, hey.